You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Humble and obedient is the title of this devotion. I love talking about humility. I love talking about obedience. I find the humility of the Lord Jesus more attractive to me now than ever. When I was about 14 years of age, maybe 13, no, probably 14, yeah, I think I was 14, 15, and my father looked at me. I was working in the printing shop at the Worldwide Missions Organization. My father raised up Yomasburg World Mission, and it was a big printing plant that my father had started from nothing, and we were printing magazines and tracts and all kinds of things to, to evangelize the world. And I was in there working as a young man, as an apprentice, and my father looked at me and he said, and I have my temper issues and so forth. My father looked at me and he said, son, remember to humble yourself, for it is within every man's heart to exalt self. He said it in a way not to correct me or discipline me or or try to deal with an attitude or behavior which I had plenty of. But he said it in a way that he deposited a seed in my heart that lives in me today as as if he spoke it yesterday. And I find to daily, sweetly and willingly lay down my life to serve a good way to remember, to humble myself. Because when Jesus talked about humility to his disciples, as in when he washed their feet, And other times, he always talked about being the servant. When when the disciples were arguing in Matthew 20, I think it is, about who is the greatest in the kingdom, the Lord says that's the way the world is seeking, who to be the greater. But it shall not be so among you. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. The greatest is the servant of all. And the, the, the leader is the slave of all. And when Jesus talked about humility, he always talked about having a servant's heart. And I think uh, at another time he says, I am he among you who serves, when he's talking about being their master, being the greater one. And you see, friends, I find that hum- humility of Jesus extremely attractive. It, it, it's so important day and night to me. And Jesus demonstrated his divinity, him being God, by his humility. And that I find a very important spiritual principle to live by. That if we have any divinity, let it show by our humility and our obedience to do the will of our Father. Here in Philippians chapter 2, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Jesus, being God, demonstrated his divinity 
by making himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man, being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. There is no real divine obedience possible without humility. It's not possible. If, if that nature of humility of Christ, because you see Jesus, dear friends, listen to this. Jesus came from heaven bringing his humility by which he is God. It's, it's a part of divinity that I utterly love. That even though the Father, he himself, is God, yet he reveals <clears throat> himself in his Son. And he shows his Son to be God, even though he's his Son. And there you see how the Father longs for us all to be perfectly one with him. In John 10 verse 30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. You see, Jesus lived in the glory. He talks about this in John 17 verse 22 through 26 of being one with the Father. And that I find one of the greatest beauties about God, that there was nothing in Jesus that sought to be separate in some scene, some means of exaltation, absolutely opposite, the opposite to anything in which he was separate. He was wholly surrendered, submitted, yielded to the Father. And there was absolutely nothing that could separate him from the love of the Father. Death could not separate him, nothing. He was wholly yielded to the Father. And that perfection of humility that he brought from heaven was perfected in him to demonstrate that obedience. The obedience of being perfectly one with the Father. See me, John 14 verse seven, see the Father. Hear me, hear the Father. Everything Jesus is demonstrates that he is God. That is the perfection of humility and obedience. And it says here, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him. You see, Jesus Humility and obedience was perfected in his death. The perfection of his humility and his obedience was his death. That there was absolutely nothing of self, but all of God. Therefore, by the spirit of holiness, he was declared to be the son of God the Bible says in Romans 1 verse 4 that by the eternal spirit, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God through the resurrection of the dead. The divinity of pure holiness demonstrated Jesus was of God, from God, of God. He came forth, John 1 verse 18, from the bosom the intimate presence of the Father to declare him, to unveil, to reveal him. 
Oh, my friends, this kind of humility and obedience is what Jesus brought from heaven, wherewith he saves us from that poison that Satan breathed into the human nature by which we became separate from God and became self-conscious instead of God-conscious. The very nature of self is the poison that we have in our flesh because we're born of the flesh. We're born of the image of Adam. This flesh is the image of Adam. But even 1 Corinthians 15 says, as I have shared in the image of Adam and suffered the pains of sin, now I share in the image of Christ and partake of the nature of his righteousness by having his Holy Spirit in me. Romans 8 verse 10 through 12 talks about, oh my friends, how glorious are these simplicities and innocences of the Holy Spirit's gospel unveiled in the scriptures for us that we can daily partake of. I find it an absolute glory. And then when I read scriptures like this, Hebrews chapter 5, okay, it so takes a hold of my heart. Now, who, Jesus, verse 7 of chapter 5 of Hebrews, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayer, supplications, with vehement cries, with loud passionate cries and many tears to him who was able to save him from death. He was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Or let me say it this way. You could see Jesus was a son of the Father, how even when he suffered in the flesh, right? There was nothing in him that showed any disobedience to the Father. Everything in his nature and action showed his obedience with the Father. His sonship was demonstrated in that humility and obedience, not only in the action, very important point, of him doing the will of the Father, but in the nature by which he did it. You see, all of us as Christians begin to learn how to do Christian things. And while that is of great value, what is of greater value is the nature by which we do those things. Jesus did not just fulfill all that which was written about him in the action of fulfilling it, but the nature by which he did it showed perfect humility and obedience to the Father. That, what he brought from heaven and lived out in his earthly flesh, not without tears and crying, is what he now is able to empower you, form in you, shape in you, mold in you, perfecting you, sow into you, grow into you, and bring to full maturity in you. And the good work, Philippians 1 verse 6, that he's begun, he will complete, perfect, and bring to maturity at his appearing when you see him. Oh, my friends, all of us, I agree, are at a different level of maturity. 
But there comes a day when we see the Lord and no matter what level of maturity, we all get the full harvest of what he has began. And when we see him, 1 John 3, verse 1 and 2, we will be like him. Oh, we will see the fullness of our salvation come to perfect maturity in the twinkling of an eye. John, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 30 or something like that. In the twinkling of an eye, when we see him and will be made perfect in his likeness. Now, while we're in this flesh, in this earthen vessel down here, that forming and conforming to his likeness is a work of his spirit in us, where we grow in his humility and his obedience and live daily to the praise and the glory of his grace. Oh, friends, I find it so wonderful, wonderful to think of these things together with you. Listen. Jesus, as he was about to go to the cross the evening before, says in John 14, verse 30, this Passion Translation, I won't speak with you much longer, for the ruler of this dark world is coming, but he has no power over me, for he has nothing to use against me. I am doing exactly what the Father destined for me to accomplish so that the world will discover how much I love my Father. Now, come with me. Christ's humility and obedience that was perfectly displayed in the flesh as he brought it from heaven, wherewith we are now saved. We're saved by his humility and his obedience to the Father. That is what Satan had absolutely no claim on, but demonstrated perfectly his love for the Father and the Father's love for us. His love for the Father and the Father's love for us. So, I close with you the same scripture with which I closed with yesterday. How I love this verse. It's Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21, the Amplified. May the God of peace, who is the author and giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed and ratified the everlasting agreement, covenant, testament, strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be, and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will while he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through the Lord Jesus. Through the offering, the sacrifice of Christ, the blood that he shed, the heavenly Father is able to perfect in you and me consistently, constantly, without ceasing, bring to full embodiment, full maturity of development to be able to live like he lived, that humility and obedience to the Father. I know we can all look at ourselves and we can look with such a human mindset. Romans 8 talks about being carnally minded or spiritually minded. We all can be so carnally minded. And then we can get quite low, carnal in our thinking and say, I'll never change, I'll never get better. I know that's a stage that we go through in our lives that you don't want to get stuck in. But it's a stage we all go through. 
and it's Romans chapter seven. <coughs> the good I want to do, I don't. The bad I don't want to do, I do. A wretched man. It's a spiritual stage. It's an important stage. Why is it so important? You've been given a new heart and a new mind in Christ that now you begin to want what God wants. That's his law written in your heart and mind. That's your heart and mind being made spiritually alive that you begin to want what God wants and know what he wants, but realizing your human nature, you're unable to do it. You're unable to, to live it. And the very thing that you used to think was all fine now, you feel is wrong, but you can't stop doing it. That's a very important spiritual growth to come to that realization. And then what do you do? You say, Lord, if you do not enable me by, my, by your spirit, I can't do it. I know what you want, but I can't do what you want because if you don't enable me, I can't do it. And that's a very important bridge to cross. And now that you are living in this new life, and you are enabled by His Spirit to do it, and you live in His humility and His, His obedience, you know it's not because you're better than anybody else. You know it's not because you're more spiritual, more powerful. You know that's all grace upon grace, and blessing and favor and gifts upon gifts, that out of His fullness, as it says there in John 1 verse 16, you're living out of his fullness and it's all Jesus to whom belongs all the glory and the power and the riches forever and ever. Amen. Have a good day.